This episode of this podcast is making me thirsty. is brought to you by Carl Farbman Custom Furniture. Most people go their whole lives without sitting in a Farbman. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The destination for all Seinfeld fans. This is the place to be for Seinfeld fans. This episode number 36. In this episode, we talked to a young woman named Cressy Kay. She's the co-host of a popular podcast dedicated to Taylor Swift called Good for a Weekend. And most important to us since September of 2018, she's the woman behind the very popular Seinfeld Twitter account, No Context Seinfeld, at Casual Seinfeld. Uh, we had a lot of fun talking to Cressy about when she started that account and uh, you know, her love of the show and just had a really good time. It was a really fun episode. Um, thanks for listening. Enjoy. Uh, pass it on and uh, follow us on all the uh, social outlets there. Uh, Twitter at this thirsty, Instagram at this thirsty, YouTube channel. We got rocking and rolling. And again, uh, you know, as always, thanks and, and pass it on. And this podcast is making me thirsty. Episode 36. Enjoy. Welcome to this podcast and making me thirsty. This is uh, episode 36. Uh, this week we have with us, uh, she's the co-host of a popular podcast dedicated to Taylor Swift, uh, Good for a Weekend. And most important to us, since September of 2018, she is the woman behind the very popular Seinfeld Twitter account, No Context Seinfeld, at Casual Seinfeld, uh, Cressy. Uh, thanks for joining us, Cressy. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Kind of nervous, actually. I realized recently that I haven't spoken to strangers in a long time because <laughs> I work from home. Like I even know all the cashiers at Trader Joe's. So um, we'll see what happens. Cool. <laughs> well, Cressy, you're you're amongst family for Seinfeld fans, right? <laughs> That's the yeah. way you got to look at it. True. Um, so usually the way we start off is we try to learn like you must be what? You seem to be like in your 20s, I gather? Yes, I'm 23. 23. All right. So interesting. So we always, we're always curious, like how people got hooked on Seinfeld originally. Obviously, clearly, you never you didn't watch the show live right back in the day. Mm -hmm. So obviously, it's been reruns or Hulu, et cetera. Can you kind of touch on, on how you got into the show to, to start off? Yeah. So it's kind of a really boring answer. I just grew up with it. Um, my parents are both super into comedy. So I just grew up watching things I probably should not have been allowed to watch like SNL, Seinfeld, uh, all of the old, old Adam Sandler movies that are sure. so terrible, but so good. But I, I just grew up watching all of it. It was always on in the background. And you're, fr you're from the South, right? Atlanta? I live in Atlanta now, but I grew up in Pensacola, Florida. Okay. So yeah, I'm just saying so, your parents are, are from the same area. I'm just curious, you know, Seinfeld's such a, you know, I would say New York show. Um, but it's funny how it it does resonate nationally. And I guess even if it is so New York, you and your family picked up on kind of all the intricacies and funniness of the show, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Cool. Interesting. I tell a story too on our podcast often that I, I, I just mentioned I have a daughter who's eight. My youngest is six. So I have two daughters, eight and six. And they, I tell them uh, Seinfeld bedtime stories. So I tell them bedtime stories 
based on uh, Seinfeld plot. So maybe they'll uh, start a podcast eventually too. But uh, <laughs> um, so, so you started watching it then. So uh, I guess, you know, what, what stuck out with you? We like to kind of find out what kind of fan people are based on what seasons they like or what episodes mm -hmm. they like, what characters, things like that. Maybe you could just tell us some of your favorites or at least favorite uh, seasons or episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was thinking about it today and I think, I think season three is my favorite. All right. There's just so many good classics. Yes. I watched The Lemo All today right. and right. it just ages like fine Thank wine. <laughs> wow, we, we got to say we are blown away by that. I love it. Three, Keep five, going, give, give yeah, more. Yeah, give us more. Limo, of course. Yeah, three, three, between three and five for us, for me anyway. I'm usually, yeah. I usually flow between three and five, but I love hearing of someone loving three because three is prime Seinfeld. So go on. What, mm -hmm. what do we got? The limo. Uh, there's ton. There's ton in season three. The phone. You know the phone messages. Uh, no, season two actually. Uh, the red dot is uh, season three. The alternate side season three. The uh, Pez dispenser is three, right? Too. The Pez dispenser. That's one of my favorites. You got yeah. him. You're gonna need it. Um, Excellent. I'm pretty sure that's three. Yeah, that's three. That's three. Yep. That's in our top fifty of all time. Uh, I had it. I had it in the thirties, and and O'Hara had it in the sixties, so it landed in the top fifty. But yeah, that's great to hear. Well, you know why it's more great to hear is like young fans. Yes, exactly. Young fans we talked to recently lean towards the later well, I, I think it's because they watched those live. I think you're actually a little younger than some of the younger fans we talked to. And you mm -hmm. you really didn't watch any live, I'm assuming, right? If you're in your 20s. No. Yeah, so you didn't watch and anything live. You went in I straight. didn't understand it either. It right. took, I did not know what the contest was. I didn't know what the master right. of my domain was. It took a long time for it to set in. But when it did, <laughs> that was like a long payoff, you know, sure, like sure. a yeah, decade. Yeah. To figure out what it meant <laughs> right 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 that's pretty funny yeah that's funny because going back to my they were asking me to watch episodes a lot and i'm like i start to play it then i'm like oh no this is the one with uh where you know lane's boyfriend won't uh you know and i'm like I, so many things i can't show them i gotta stop it i can't you know but, but with that but with that said there is some just purity to like o'brien and murphy right i think it's exactly. like timeless uh a child can laugh at it and obviously we're still laughing at it to this day mm -hmm. yeah so that's awesome to hear. Season three. Very that makes, cool. that very makes me cool. very happy. But <laughs> so from there, like you watch with, with your parents, um, September, 2018, you started the handle. So you were, that was three years ago. Were you in college? Like tell us how that whole thing came about. Yeah. So I was, I think a junior or maybe a senior. I graduated in May of 2019 and basically, I love all of those no context accounts. I, I'm just a sucker for them. I love them. I love seeing screen caps of all of them. All my favorite shows, I look up and see if there's an account that exists. And there wasn't one for Seinfeld. So that's pretty much why I made it. There just wasn't one yet. But I'm really glad that it did because it actually ended up getting me a job in Atlanta. Yeah, let's hear about that. We saw that tweet you made. We were going back through your timeline. Uh, how did that come about? Yeah, so after I graduated, I pretty much begged on the Seinfeld account constantly, uh, maybe two or three times a day, like, hey, someone give me a job. Someone please give me a job. I just graduated. And this girl DM'd me and said, hey, I don't know about any opportunities, but I'm in this Facebook group that's about marketing women of Atlanta. Maybe you should try that. So from her invite of this private group, I went on there and I submitted a resume and a headhunter found me and now I have a job as a writer. So it's all because cool. of Seinfeld. 
Wow. Very good to hear. Congrats on that. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, so the account, just to touch on that a little bit, because that's obviously what, what caught our eye. Um, very popular account. We love it, obviously. Um, and uh, are, are you going on there? Because I, I don't know how these things work. I, I don't know if there's like a, if you're just dedicated, you're, do you create those? Do you have them in a folder somewhere? Is there a, a script involved, a bot? I mean, is that just all you? Because it's really impressive, whatever it is. I'm just curious how it all works. Thank you. Uh, so there is no method. I don't use any apps like Hootsuite or anything. It's just kind of whenever I remember the account, I get on there <laughs> and I tweet something. I have a big folder of Seinfeld screen caps saved on my phone. Or if I'm watching it and I see a line that I really like, I'll, I'll pause and I'll screenshot it. I do get a lot of DMs too, but not a lot of them always work out because it's usually the super, super popular episodes that I've already done a million times. So your kind of your kind of goal is to not repeat the kind of like a Grateful Dead set list or something like that. I try to, and I try to retweet the old ones, so I'm not reposting it. But I mean, it happens. Sure, sure, I right. Because there's what 168 episodes, right? And you've mm -hmm. tweeted quite a lot. Um, yeah. So like, so you mentioned like you'll do a screenshot. It might have um, text on it or might not. Is there any? Any rhyme or reason or actually your first one, I'm curious about. Mm -hmm. Do you remember your first one? I don't. What it's, is it? Um, <laughs> it's the Kramer with Jerry in the blood. He says, you got three pints of Kramer in you, buddy. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who knows? Who knows why I chose that to be my first one? <laughs> and like you mentioned season three, like, are you, are you organized in that sense where you're like, hmm, I've like, I'm a little out of balance here. I've done a ton of season three because I know I love it. But like, what's the, like, what's the goal? Like, it's interesting. Like you're just doing pictures. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like it's more of a, and correct me if I'm wrong, like more of an instant, we're not big Instagram guys, but more of an Instagram thing, right? It's more just pictures only. Um, but you tell me, like, are you involved in other, other platforms or are you just Twitter? Just Twitter. But I, I try to stick with screen caps because whenever I don't do that, I get like a hundred replies. That's like, that's not out of context. This is in context. Like yeah, what is freaking that, out. And I'm like, what does that mean? Down. Hold on, like, that's a good question. We're, we're, old, we're 20 years older than you. So maybe it's a generational <laughs> thing. What does the no context even mean? We were talking about that before, before you came mm -hmm. on and we were trying to understand, I guess, what that means. Maybe you can give mm -hmm. us some context on that uh, no context. Yeah. We're, we're so, out of the loop. Clearly my definition doesn't match the followers definitions, but to me, anything out of context Seinfeld is when we post something and I don't have the season or episode or the title or anything or the timestamp, nothing. It's just, just the screen cap. Oh, That's what it is to me. Cause there's, okay. cause it doesn't really tell you anything about the scene, what season it's in to me, that's out of context, but uh, sometimes that's wrong. Apparently, <laughs> I don't know what, how other people define it. <laughs> right, right. So, so it, I, I see. My idea was that there was no context because you're not like replying to someone, and you're not giving any like setup. Like you said, there's nothing. It's just a picture. So mm -hmm. I guess it sort of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, um, the thing about Cyber is out of context is still funny. I guess is, is mm -hmm. kind of also the the twist on it. Maybe I don't know. So what was the big? We were, yeah, we were following kind of the, the timeline. I think like a year in, you like, you hit like 9,000 followers and you were like, you know, super happy. Like what was, 
was the big bump like where were the big bumps and did you notice them was it like specific pictures or like i don't know could have been around festivus whatever like was it do you remember like how you just exploded as far as followers happen yeah so there's always a bump around festivus and then when our our sweet mr stiller died that was when i got like i think 15 maybe twenty thousand from that Whole this year yeah. really. wow that was this because year because i so was just kind of um, exploded recently yeah because that was this year we started the pot we were doing mm -hmm. the podcast at that point just recently we just started and that's interesting wow when that happened i i don't remember exactly what i said i was like sorry y'all i'm just gonna post a million screen caps of frank costanza today and they all kind of blew up separately wow so, so just to, you know, I, I, we, we know that you have a podcast as well. Um, good for a weekend. And now this is interesting because we're, our podcast is obviously 100% Seinfeld all the time. It, it, from what I gather, yours is Taylor Swift 100% all the time, right? Yes, correct. So, so to me, those are worlds colliding, obviously, to use, to use a, a Seinfeld term. I mean, do you <laughs> find a lot of crossover? Like a lot of your friends in your age group and living in, you know, in, in Atlanta uh, in your 20s, are you seeing uh a lot of people in, in you know your circle that are Seinfeld fans as well or are you kind of an outlier I'm curious to kind of get that uh perception so I slowly indoctrine my friends to Seinfeld okay. basically it's like a slow brainwash almost it's the same with Taylor Swift a lot of my friends whenever I first meet them they'll tell me oh I'm, I'm not a big fan of hers you know but then that was also my co-host of the podcast. She turned into a huge fan. And it's the same with Seinfeld. I just kind of like slowly, I'll have it on in the background. I'll make some references. I'll be like, oh, you got to watch Seinfeld. You want to get it. And I'm slowly just morphing everyone around me into bringing Seinfeld back. Does, um, does Taylor Swift follow uh, No Context Seinfeld? Is that a goal? Well, she doesn't follow anyone. She has zero following. So. <laughs> I can't very, make it a goal. Uh, Taylor Swift, uh. I like that. So, so on your on your podcast, is it is it mainly? Are you going through like uh, maybe just tell us about it? Instead of me trying to guess, yeah. like what what do you what is your kind of what's the overall there kind of theme? Obviously, but what do you guys do? So the idea happened last April. We were supposed to go to one of her concerts in Atlanta. It was also a free concert, which is really annoying that it got canceled. It was perfect. And my co-host Allie and I decided, why don't we just talk about what we wanted to have happened on a podcast and just see where that happens. And we did that a few episodes. We talk about some Taylor related things. Like we talk about the squad. We talk about um, her situation with Kanye West, some sort of pop culture things. And then immediately she comes out with a new album out of nowhere. So then the whole podcast changes to be about that. And then she drops a second surprise album. So we're really just playing catch up with her now. Well, that's time changing man. everything. That's a sign for you. That's a time <laughs> sign for you that you started it right when that all that stuff was going down. That's that's cool. Those 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 albums dropped at midnight, by the way. All right. I remember that. Yes, I had to stay up. It was it was hard. <laughs> um yeah, we got a I'm kind of in a Taylor Swift household here and um nice. And yeah. I know she's she's got to re-record all her stuff and it well it's interesting so like you have this huge following right but you still remain really disciplined right you're not you don't promote the tower there ever right i mean you just stick with seinfeld um and but knowing you're like again i think 
not anyone, but like people who aren't big fans can kind of just post a picture. But like no, now knowing what's behind the scenes, knowing you're such a big fan, like are you and people comment and this and that and other thing like, but you don't typically right engage in conversation on Twitter. Is is that something you want to do in the future, or you're sticking with this this format? I try not to. I occasionally will. Um, most of the time. I feel like it just gets me in trouble because it's weirdos, you know, <laughs> right, antagonizing right. me. Sure. <laughs> and internet, if I'm, right? yeah. And if I reply, I'm just going to antagonize them even more. So I'll occasionally like tweets. Um, I do randomly tweet, not Seinfeld related, related things, but I'll delete it within a day or two. Huh. Just yeah, to keep the, the, uh, the feed well, clean. Well, what's funny is like, like I mentioned Seinfeld, like, it's a it, it's such a vast crew like there's people that are loyal to the whole series there's people that just like early seasons people just love late so it's like any comment you make yeah you're gonna get jumped on but that's oh, a great episode what are you talking about so it, it happens to us too but we kind of we kind of enjoy the banter <laughs> yeah and we're yeah. also sticking to our guns i mean we've had several guests on the show and you know, they've done other things uh, and this and that, and they've had kind of these lives outside of Seinfeld. We have, we've had people that have been on Seinfeld. We've had writers of Seinfeld, just other you know, fans that are other walks of life. Either way, you know, we are constantly getting like, why don't you ask him about this or that? It's like, we're sticking to Seinfeld. That's all we're going to really mm -hmm. talk about. That's what the show is about. And, you know, we get a lot, we get some slack for that too. Um, you were saying you're trying to, you know, ease your friends into it. I, do you start with like a season three, the limo, or are you showing them like yada, yada, yada? That's a, that's a question I'm curious on because, you know, we like your, your first answer mm -hmm. of season three, but it might not be for the masses who your, your friends, I'm not assuming, but they might, cause it's harder to get them involved. You might want to bring it in with a yada, 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 and then throw the limo at them. I don't know. Just curious what your tactics are there. I always start with the contest. Okay, oh, that's, a, that's a good one. That's user. a real good one to start with. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I don't think anyone dislikes that episode, whether you're a diehard Seinfeld fan or not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard not to have that in your top five. I mean, it's Larry David's favorite episode. So, I mean, you can't go wrong there. Well, how about this? What, um, because, mm -hmm. you know, good Seinfeld fans, we love the good, the bad. What are some of your least favorite? Oh, I have a controversial answer. I don't know how it, I don't know how y'all are going to feel about this. We like this. controversy. Go ahead. Let's get I don't care for the soup Nazi. Oh, that'd be <laughs> fine with us. That's uh, just, right up our alley. You're talking it's to, yeah. just so overrated. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that that's one of the few episodes that people like jump to when you think of Seinfeld because there are just so in, much more wittier things, you know, course, hundreds yeah. probably. Than well, that's that about where we have it. 100 we had it at. Yeah, it's just it ranked for us. And uh, I don't know why it stuck. O'Hara had a 110. I had an 86. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why I took 86 and we went back and forth on the rankings is the schmoopy schmoopy gets me a little bit, but I, I feel like schmoopy schmoopy could have been anything. It didn't have to be mm -hmm. in the soup Nazi, but because yeah. it was, I got a few laughs out of it, but we totally agree. I'll let O'Hara elaborate because he hates the soup Nazi just as much. <laughs> yeah. Again, like from soup Nazi was season seven. Yeah. It's season seven. So it's kind of, kind of declining. It's still me. there, but it's still declining. It, it became very cartoonish, very gimmicky. Mm -hmm. Like, but it's, you know, it's funny. Like if we post something like yada, yada or soup Nazi on Twitter, that 
gets the most traction, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just like clickbait, like for, you know, the general fan. But I think, mm-hmm. yeah, you're spot on. Like, I, we know you're a good fan. Season yeah, three. You convinced <laughs> us, man. I mean, you convinced I mean, us. Good, good. The, yeah, even the Festivus, when you mentioned that, you know, you get a big bump. This was our first year uh, having the, the podcast on our Twitter account with Festivus. And we did a whole podcast on how Festivus is the worst Christmas episode of Seinfeld and how it's gimmicky and we didn't like it. And we got a, we got a little bit of pushback from it. <laughs> it's but, tough uh, to get through sometimes. Just know if you're ever binging Seinfeld and you get to the Festivus, I mean, you kind of just want to watch some other episodes, you know? Yeah, totally agree. Uh, you know exactly awesome. what they're going to say. You know all the quotes already. So curious, like this mentality this old school mentality of yours like this comes from your parents like do you still talk Seinfeld with them like are they like season three favorites same type of thought process as you or or no they're definitely not as huge fans as I am I oh wow interesting way past them a long time ago surprisingly (laughs) (laughs) I'll mention it to them but they're just like oh yeah I remember that episode you know (laughs) there's no banter unfortunately well, it's, I, I, I love they, it. They they introduced you to it, and, and you kind and of you took off with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, so, some of your favorite uh, secondary characters. We like to ask that question a lot. I mean, we like to say leave the parents out of it, kind of like Wheel of Fortune. You know, mm-hmm. you get those five, and that's it. I mean, I'm assuming Frank's going to be up there anyway. But let's just say, like, non-parents secondary characters, or even just one-off characters that were in like one episode. Uh, you got any favorites that come to mind that, you know, put you on the spot here a little bit? The first one that pops into my mind is Frank Costanza's lawyer. And that is his official name. Right. And you know who plays when he's in the Cape. Yeah. It's Larry David. I think that's so funny when they're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Frank Costanza's lawyer. (laughs) That's his name. (laughs) I love it. I also love Mr. Peterman. Um, I love what's that one episode with the Russian writer. I think he's so funny. Yeah, that's a good call. I forget wow, his name, the, but yeah yeah, 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 that's a good call. Treshkin, Treshki, Treshkinov, yeah, something like that. Gary yeah, wears the sneakers. Yeah, that's a good call. We haven't heard that one. Uh, I like that one, the Russian writer. Um, well, that's another limo. It's another limo tie-in. Maybe yeah. uh, you got to think for limos, uh, Chris. <laughs> um, yeah, we've never heard him. That's a good nah, segment. Yeah, that was good. We we get we get the we get the li- uh, library cop a lot. Bookman. Ah, uh, he's um, great. We get uh, Lane, one of our favorites is Lane's uh, Lane's dad in uh, the jacket, um, the guy from Reservoir Dogs. I don't know if you probably mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever saw Reservoir Dogs, but um, Mickey. Yeah, that's uh, Mickey's up there. We've been trying to get Peterman on this podcast for for quite a bit. We've been pushing him hard. He doesn't really like to respond to us, but we're still. And then, and then clearly. You probably know a lot of lines, right? Just based on this, you know, multitude of tweets you've you've put out there. Like, are there any, um, like maybe aside from the obvious ones, like any like subtle lines from? And does that it could be secondary characters or not um, that kind of stick out for you as well? I think my favorite line in Seinfeld that just I keep in the back of my mind as a young single adult dating yeah is when it be someone like me i hate myself <laughs> i think about that a lot because i have dated people a lot like me and that quote will always pop in the back of my mind solid i like that one jerry jerry uh i came along and set myself off my feet and then uh and then he finds out that he doesn't that's a good one that's solid 
I like it. So do you, as a, you know, it's been 20 years since me, me and uh, my co-host here have probably been single, but what, what is that like compared to now you're watching Seinfeld at, like in their world? I mean, it's, you're talking about people. So one of the things I like to say about the show is it, it spans time in, in an interesting way because the first episode, Jerry answered the phone saying, if you know what happened to Mets game, don't tell me I taped it. Right, he video mm -hmm. he VCR the Met game, which we can relate to because we used to do stuff like that too. And it ends with the cell phone walk and talk, so it mm -hmm. ends with like cell phones just starting. So everything that happens in it in the world of dating in their world is foreign to, I would assume, someone of your age. As far as the, it's really just the technology that changed though. It's not what they're doing or the situations they're in. They're probably exactly the same. Like the phone message, being left and having to switch a tape. You don't understand that, but you understand a voicemail or, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just curious if there's any like parallels of, of, you know, being a single person, like you said, out there dating and watching people doing it in the nineties. If you're like, oh, that makes sense. You're like, what is this? You had to wait for a payphone to call a girlfriend at the Chinese restaurant. I don't understand. Like, I don't know. I've rambled. A it makes me there, kind but... of jealous, especially with like the VCR episode. Like that's so great. You can't do that now. Once you leave a voicemail, it's there forever and they can keep it forever. They're not yeah. going to tape over it. Or um, just just little things like that. Like ugh, the episode where George is um, ignoring that woman. It's my ringtone. Believe it or not, George is not at home. Okay. Like, the believe it or not. That. Yeah, you yeah, can't do that. Yeah, that's my ringtone. <laughs> yeah. But like, you can't just ignore someone. Right, they <laughs> know that they you're know, ignoring them. They know right. that you're online. So it does kind of make me jealous of that period. Yeah, Those were great times. Was a better time. I mean, uh, well, I guess. I mean, I used to. We're going through a midlife crisis here, though. Maybe that's why we're saying. <laughs> I, oh, well, yeah. Well, Chris, I, I used to tape these tape these episodes. Yeah, I got VHS as a sign in my basement right now. But that would <laughs> stop right as a commercial happened, so there'd be no commercials. You know, insanity. Um, yeah, but that's the thing. The show still resonates, and I, uh, it's great that it, it it's resonating with you. So um, we're totally happy about that, and like just. Super pumped that um, you joined us tonight. Um, we love your handle. Yeah. Keep up the good work. Hopefully, we'll get you to thirty-two thousand followers after this. <laughs> what? What? For someone? For someone like like me, I only saw the Taylor Swift documentary. I don't even. I probably know. I don't even think I know one song. Give me, give me, give me like a, a quick. You know, sell me like you would sell your friends on Seinfeld about uh, you know what what I'm what I'm gonna get if I if I get one of her albums. Well, you know, she's got nine and they're okay. all What's, super, super different. Where do you so. start? So if you're starting me off with mm -hmm. the contest in Seinfeld, where are you starting somebody off with? Uh, wow, good question. Know, yeah, trying to ease into it. Like I do the same thing with my friends who maybe don't like the Grateful Dead. Let's say you try and find a medium ground. What would be the Taylor Swift sort of nobody hates it? It's like the can't go wrong. I think her most critically acclaimed album and my favorite album is 1989. That one's sort of a crowd pleaser. That was also the time when she was everywhere. You couldn't turn on a radio station without hearing Shake It Off, Style, Blank Space, just all of those. She was, it was definitely overexposure, but it was a good album. So I think that would be a good place to start if you wanted to. But if you don't like pop music and you prefer country music, she's got some of that too. If you prefer folk music she's got that now for some reason which i love <laughs> cool That's i mean cool. she spans the whole music spectrum 
Awesome. So I it's like hard it. to recommend. No, I got you. No, that's good to hear. I didn't realize that she that she had different genres too. Um, so what inspired y'all to start this podcast? Yeah. So, I mean, like we, we talked about it in the first episode, but we, we were watching it live, uh, I guess season two, um, what was that? Our, like seventh grade, I guess, something like that. And we were talking about it a lot. So we've obviously been fans of the show since then and always refer to it and quoted and all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, this pandemic hit and I'm like, we got to do something. And I just texted him. I'm like, let's do, let's do a Seinfeld podcast. And uh, away we went. We started watching every episode. We reviewed every single episode, ranked them. And now we've been getting guests. We've had uh, Peter Melman, a writer. We've had uh, Larry Hankin on. We had, the, we had Jimmy on, Anthony Stark, mm -hmm. the Jimmy episode. A um, bunch of other super fans. But yeah, I don't know, Howard, maybe you can... Uh, but that was yeah, I mean, it was the pandemic. Like, it hit. It really was. Like, we need something to do. Um and it was interesting. I'm like, I go, I'm not gonna rewatch every episode. Like, I can just do it off the top of my head. But then I'm like, no, I gotta, I gotta rewatch every episode. Like, similar, to like you probably gotta re-listen to certain albums, right? And Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. Like, um, so yeah, we went ep Well, we went year by year, essentially, not episode. Yeah, no, we, went by, episode. we went season by season. Like every one of our podcast episodes is a different season um, at the beginning. And it also gave us something to do, like you said, like every night when it first started, it was still, you know, summertime or whatever it was, we'd be outside on Zoom and, you know, a couple of beers and a fire pit going. It gave us, you know, something to do. Get us out yeah, I mean, like we talk about all the time anyway, like, right. <laughs> you know, like yeah. work, work situations, whatever, like, you know, we always bring up lines. But now, like now that we're past the um, episode point and just having guests or and guests like you or people from the show or secondary characters, it's like. It's just becoming so interesting to learn like mm -hmm. other perspectives, how they got into the show. Um, so this like like tonight was a blast. Like knowing that the youth of America is in good hands. Yeah, when you said season three, that was awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, this whole thing just kind of took on took on a life of its own, to be honest with you. And then we just started uh, getting getting guests and uh, keep pushing it along. It was, you know. I don't know. When I remember when we did our 20th episode, I'm like, oh my gosh, every week we've done one of these for 20 weeks. That's we really stuck to it, you know. But now we're up to whatever 36 or something like that. It's, that's why, you know, even your 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 Twitter handle, I mean, to do that every every couple of days or almost every day, just disciplined to post just what you're doing, it shows that it works, you know. You have whatever, how many thousands, tens of thousands of followers. Um, I was joking before we got on, my my I never joined Twitter. I'm like, I never joined this thing. What am I doing? And then I was like, you know, I'm going to join it and I'm just going to do music. And every day I'm going to post a different song. And that's it. Just one song every day. And my handle's called at song I'm singing about a week into it. I'm already just typing anything else, <laughs> answering this, doing that. It's all there. You're done. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So it's, it's great that you uh, stuck with it. I'm so do y'all have a specific episode that you remember watching live and maybe you absolutely loved it or you weren't feeling it and now it's different? Now that you're rewatching it with a different lens of dissecting it for a podcast, yeah, yeah, Ira does for sure. Well, I'll give you the like the negative side of it. The, the like, so I remember watching when George, when Susan died, the uh, mm -hmm. you know the envelopes and everything. That was scarring for a child, by the way. So <laughs> at the, terrifying at, <laughs> at the time live, haha! Ha, I thought it was funny. Watching it this time, I I hated it. Like mm -hmm. it was. I, I put it in like as my bottom five episodes like it just didn't resonate um but for the most part 
the ones I loved live, I love just as much now. Like mm-hmm. the, you mentioned the phone message when he's leaving a message, I like cry of laughter every time I watch that. Um, yes, but it just reinforced and Some others have like peaked up like, uh, God, it's funny. Like our top 50, we could, I could redo that tomorrow. And like that the 50 could go down to eight, you know, like mm-hmm. those top 50 are so strong. Um, and then just having, we had the guy um, from the airport episode, if you remember that, JFK, Honolulu, like one of my favorite lines of all time. The baggage um, handler. Just such a small line, um, Mark Christopher Lawrence. So those episodes continue to shine, but um, I, I, it was the reverse. Like the ones that I did like, I like less now. Not, I don't like anything more than I like live, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Gotcha. I'm kind of the same way. I don't think I like, I don't think nothing jumped out and, and to a, to a, almost to a fault though. I, I refused to move any because of the sentimentality of liking them when mm-hmm. they were live, like the limo, the red dot, the old, like these ones, you know, the phone message, the phone message landed number one for us, just because of just that you can't you just remember watching it live and that sticks with you as mm-hmm. you start ranking these things. And um, did y'all read sign language? Did you guys have? I have. Do you guys have interesting thoughts about it? I this you're talking about this one. It's just yes. It's just it's just the series. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. I mean, this is this is just just. I haven't read that yet. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get through it all either, but. um, Yeah. What's your like? What's your thought on Jerry? Like, do you watch his stand up? Do you like his stand up? Um, Or you're just a show fan? I like him as a person. I do acknowledge he's got some faults, but I saw him live and that was definitely one of my favorite live shows I've been to. And I've seen a lot of the greats like Steve Martin and then John Mulaney. Nice. I'm just like from the set or like from the cast, um, has anyone engaged or um, like message you from what you're doing? Like main characters, secondary characters, like anybody famous? hit you up from your from your twitter stuff i don't think so but i never tag them or anything i don't want to bug them well larry <laughs> charles follows you though i think right larry charles follows you so that's, he does yeah yeah i didn't know that yeah. i am i have all of the i have all of the notifications turned off for it because it will make me stay glued to my phone that's it just smart i was wondering about that because yeah you were talking so they're about completely that, off like, you must, cause we're, you know, we don't get as many and I'm like trying to answer them and look at them all this stuff. I can't imagine having as many, it's you just gotta lot. turn it off, I guess, right yeah. at that point. So I miss a lot of DMs and stuff, but that's cool that he follows me. We'll have to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> this is very cool. We really appreciate you coming on. Um, you got anything else you'd like to share or anything you want to like let anyone know that's listening to this? I know we yeah. talked about your podcast and uh, you know, hopefully this I was is talking about followers did just remind me of something that happened to me on the account that feels a lot like a Seinfeld episode. Um, I got a DM from this girl who told me, hey, I don't know if you know this, but you're following a convicted murderer. What? Because whenever I first made the account, I just followed back like the first 300, 400 people, not even paying attention to who they were. Yeah. And apparently one of them went on to be a murderer. It's the um, Ole Miss student in 2019 that killed his girlfriend. That was him. We were mutuals. 
Wow. That's my crazy story is that I was following a murder. I unfollowed, obviously. Yeah. I don't think he's yeah, active like, on there. It's like, but... it's like, it's like Kramer with Gendison. Yeah. Yeah. Gendison. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. And also wow. so odd that someone noticed that too, but I'm glad they did, I guess. You know. Yeah, exactly. you, you, you know you got big when someone's telling you you're following a murderer, yeah? <laughs> this was great, Cressy. Um, it was very cool. Love that you're a huge fan and uh, yeah, we're, love the Taylor Swift stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. And thank you all for having me. This is, I think, the first time I've spoken about Seinfeld on anything with my account. I'm very what? anonymous, very secretive. So this is kind of well, like my we big didn't, we didn't, uh... coming out as a Seinfeld fan <laughs> yeah. on the account. <laughs> hey, I, you're, you're, I think your fans deserve to know. And I exactly. Think I think so too. Cool. I mean, who knew, you know, I love hearing the backstory. The backstory was great. You know, how you got started and everything. And, you know, any fan of season three is a fan of ours. I'll tell you that. <laughs> very cool. Awesome. Thanks again, Chris. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Thank All you. Right. Y'all have a good night. You too. Enjoy you too. your night. All right.